0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 312, Avengers Endgame Movie Review.
1: Welcome to the
0: Strangers
2: and Aliens
0: Podcast. Strangers. To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien, or would you be a strange alien? The truth is
2: out there, <laughs> I am your father's best friend,
0: <laughs> Superman,
1: Wonder Woman, Heroes, Villains, Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk,
0: <laughs> Rem in sci fi forgotten. The very first thing that God did so was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast.
2: Him, Good her. Key. Whatever. See, it's it's a her, what her, obviously. It's a her. Oh. Don't worry, Sienna. Ben won't get to you oh. like he did no, I won't. To Evan. i don't know what that
0: means it sounded really sinister (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um yeah so we're here to talk about avengers endgame and we haven't spoiled anything yet but we are about to this episode instead of uh doing we're not gonna flirt with the whole here's here's our spoiler free section uh because that's meant for people yeah, that, that spoiler-free section that we do is meant for people who are thinking maybe they want to see the movie but want to hear a little bit about it before they go and see it and get recommendations. But basically with Avengers Endgame, you either want to see it and have seen it or you want to see it and haven't seen it or you don't care and yes. you've seen it or you don't care and you haven't seen it. Okay? Or you
2: have seen it and then you haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, or because you saw it and don't care anymore. Yeah, but – um. So if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, then I'm just going to say right now um it's it it is the it is this is the kind of movie that is best experienced with as few spoilers as possible. So okay. hurry up, get out there, experience this movie and enjoy yourself. Because I, that, I, I had you know a that
2: lot Pan of fun. Solo dies in this one.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Just, <laughs> thanks a lot, Steve
2: i'm sorry he's I'm turned sorry. me into play a liar the play the spoiler music
0: uh, i'm not playing the spoiler music i, I just oh, gave this yeah so go see it i, I, I think all three of us I, actually i don't know i think it's fair to say probably all three of us really enjoyed this movie and would say if you like the mcu you're going to want to see this movie because it is uh, a good cap to the end of an era in the marvel cinematic universe um, Correct. Okay. So it's, that's fair to say as I'm speaking for you. Is that? Yep. Okay. All right. So we are at this point now, though, going to be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie and don't care, that's fine. If you have seen the movie, this is probably going to be the conversation that you're going to want to be you know, more a part of um, because – Man, there's just like I said, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, I've already done one episode with Welcome to Level Seven about this movie, and and now here we we're going to talk about it here. So I I don't know. I I was thinking uh, I purposely did not listen to what we recorded before because I didn't want to even think about that. And so we're just going to start afresh. So let's just start right now with Evan. Um, mm-hmm. give me some highlights of the movie for you. And that can include the experience of seeing the movie that could include, um, you know, just the, the movie itself coming out of the movie, ha- talking to friends about it or whatever. But what are some highlights of Avengers Endgame for you, Evan? I'm putting you on the spot, uh, but I'm also okay. vamping a little bit for you. Go. Uh,
1: well, I, in the theater, it was fun. We went on uh, the Friday and it was a packed house. And I started a cheer in the theater because, you know, everybody's clapping and stuff at different points. But there's one part and we're in the spoiler section now. So at the end, Captain America gets to go home uh, with Peggy and marry her and and live a life with her. And they show him dancing and stuff and nobody's clapping or anything. And I was just feeling the feels.
0: How dare they not clap during this tender moment? The special tender moment. Yes. How dare they not clap during that? It was so
1: beautiful in the culmination of his entire story arc. Yes. So I started the hooting and hollering, and then everybody else followed suit because
0: Cap deserved the hooting and hollering because he finally got his girl. When did you start this? Was this while they were dancing? Yeah. Oh, I would have been so angry at you if we had been in the theater together. I am so (laughs) glad we did not do a road trip episode because if we did a road trip episode and you did that in my theater, we'd be talking for 10 minutes driving home about why would you do that? Why would you ruin that moment for me? Because for me, that was a that was a tear moment for me. That was a this is a nice, beautiful little moment. We can cheer when they do the curtain call, you know, but this.
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) sure. For my tender moment when I cried, because I did cry, tears left my eye holes and fell down upon my cheek. It was with the uh, um when the little girl, Tony's little girl, said, I you know, I want a cheeseburger after her at the funeral when her dad was gone. And that made me cry because I got hit with the dad feels. I, was I, like, I got Overton? hit with the cheeseburger feels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got hit with the
0: cheeseburger. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you're right. I could go for a cheeseburger right now, Morgan. No, not really. That was a really tender moment. <laughs> well, it's special too because uh, John Favreau's there. Yep. You know, yep. and he's he's sitting there. The only thing he's doing in this movie is showing up at the end uh, for the funeral and and to be there for Morgan in this moment. And it is kind of a nice a nice moment where here this guy who is close friends with with Tony, this guy who has been there since the beginning, and and then the callback to the cheeseburger. And it's, it's, it's one of those perfect callbacks, and there's a whole lot of them in this movie, where it's tender, but it's also funny, it, but it's heartfelt. And it doesn't matter that, oh, you're laughing at this tender moment because it's this is a heartfelt tender moment. And yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but you didn't do a cheer at that point. No. <laughs> okay, all right.
2: And it wasn't really a cheer. It was hooting and hollering.
1: Right. It wasn't okay. a
2: coordinated...
1: Cheer like cheerleading. It so was it a- wasn't
0: a. We got spirit. Yes, we do. You're we right. got spirit. You're dancing, Steve. You got no. It wasn't
2: like. It wasn't like hooray. <laughs> it was like hooting and hollering. Yes. Is that what they do in in Indiana?
0: Hooting and hollering.
2: Yeah, I was at, well. I was in
1: Colorado, so.
0: Yeah, Colorado. They're they're all weird over there. Man, Oh, you watching <laughs> just, Colorado? Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> They're 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 doing they do the hooting and hollering there, but uh, here in Indiana we just sit in quiet dignity (laughs) 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 and and just let things wash over us. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's that it's that Midwest politeness that we right right something like that. Um,
2: (laughs) to know to know if ever I mean when I when I get there again.
0: No, there there were a lot of cheer moments in this movie though. I wouldn't say that that was one, but there's plenty of cheer moments. I mean there was. But again, that's this whole movie is callback, cheer moment, um, reference, cameo. And what I'm amazed about in this movie is that it works as a movie. Like like normally uh, when they started going through time, Tim, my oldest son, leaned over to me and said, is this going to be a clip show? (laughs) Because it could easily have been. Um, But no, it works as its own movie. And so much skill went into that storytelling so much yeah. skill
1: totally
2: and you know what it it holds up better when you watch some of the other movies like we uh we were watching um age of ultron and i'm like Wait a minute. It's like it, I mean, obviously, i they didn't sit there and like set up every little plot point and you know, have little strings bringing you to, from one thing to another and and making sure they all end up in the same spot. But it, it almost feels like that when you're watching this other stuff and you're like, "Wow, how did they get? I mean, like all the little sly references to things and all the little, you know, uh, like throwaway lines, some of them you would think are or, or, did they just go back, back to these other movies? And you just like I mean, uh, in case in point, all the all the different people they pulled in for the cameos. It's ridiculous, you know, seeing yeah. all those people, the, the little boy who was the, the boy in the Iron Man armor that he saves. And what was it was, at Iron Man two or something. No, no, no. You know, no that was up.
0: that was a different boy
2: or whatever. Well,
0: whichever. no, wait, it's, you're they did reference him, didn't they?
1: The boy so, in the Iron Man helmet has officially been retconned as Peter Parker by the directors.
0: Yeah, but not not on screen yet.
1: Right. Are you but, serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They the, the well, it was a
0: fan thing that was going around on Twitter or whatever. And then yeah. the director's like, yeah, yep. Tim, it hasn't been referenced on screen, so it's not official canon, but it is absolutely officially the story that the directors have said. The, the Russo brothers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't intended at the time. No, him. no. Okay. No, no, no. It's just retcon. Okay.
0: Did you guys catch who the teenager was that was at the funeral, just standing there by himself?
2: Afterward, you did. I, I
1: didn't catch it during the movie.
0: Yeah, I I caught it, but only because my again my son leaned over me. He's like, "Who's that kid?" And I'm just, yeah. I don't know. And then it was just it was context clues for me. I bet it's the kid from Iron Man three, and it and then coming out looking it up. Sure enough, it was. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't have even thought about it if I had if, if Tim hadn't said something to me about it. So uh,
2: at the I, very end you hear the the bang bang bang. Did you stay till the very end?
0: Yes. Yeah. Nope. Uh,
2: yep. At the very end you hear this hammering and it's you know, Tony working on the Mark One armor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it brings you all the way back to the beginning.
0: It does, but Hulk you, movie. I don't I mean, know if literally. it's worth it to sit through the 10 minutes of credits just to get to that sound effect. But no. if you're going to sit, oh, th- no, if you're going to sit through the 10 minutes of credits anyway, which, you know, I, I don't mean to be hipster about this, but I'm totally about to be hipster about this. I, you, I would sit through the end credits before it was cool to sit through the end credits. I would sit through the end credits because, uh, as Fozzie Bear says, uh, or no, as Kermit says in the, the great Muppet caper, they all have families. And and so I would sit through it, listen to the music, and think about the movie. And um, and then it just – they adjusted their movie-making style to um, accommodate me and give me something uh, to reward me for sitting there. Um,
1: yep. That's why they did it.
0: But I also wanted to sit through it just to see what were the other people in the theater going to do because they've been trained now to sit through the credits Right, and I wanted to see what was going to happen when there was no end credits scene and basically what I thought would happen would happen um, there's just that midwestern quiet dignity <laughs> and, <laughs> no, no, there was a lot of people who were like what you gotta be <laughs> kidding me and like they were not necessarily super upset because the movie was fantastic right? right but they were definitely vocal about their disappointment <laughs> and <laughs> And I already oh, knew I, I, I can't remember I think it was the it was one of the hosts of uh are you just watching she posted because uh, she I think went to see uh, a press uh release of the movie and and she said you know there's there's no scene at the end but there is something if you want to stay through it so <laughs> there's something yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. anything uh Steve for you just highlight from from this thing
2: If I had to say a highlight I would say they, the all the cameos, all the people they pulled in mm-hmm. from all the different movies and all the different, you know, everything. Just cameos, cameos, cameos. Fantastic.
0: Robert Redford, Tilda Swinton. Yep. um exactly. So Robert cool.
2: Redford. I mean, yeah. Robert Redford. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tilda Swinton was was a surprise because of the you know the whole thing where oh they're whitewashing the character, but. Because she's a white woman, and the the character in the comic books is obviously a, an Asian gentleman, and you know they're saying that it's just a, a a travesty of justice that this person is is this. And say what you want, you know. Either way, she played it very well, and for have them to, to have them bring her back in was just like I don't know if it was them saying, you know, hey guys, let's just accept the character because we already established it, or them just sort of like pushing it in your face saying look guys she's already here you know, you can't, <laughs> we're not going to cast someone else in the role now you know and uh, I, I and, think and it how, was
0: I think it was that but a little less um, angry like I think it was just we've <laughs> cast her as this this is how we're going to use her and she's available um, for the for this day of shooting or whatever but, uh, yeah.
2: and um, and what's her name who played Padme Amidala uh,
1: Natalie Portman
2: yeah, Natalie Portman. You know, she. I mean, they had a scene from her, and she was you know, her voice was heard and stuff like that. So it was like, even people that you would think were sort of done with their, you know, little role in the Marvel universe, they're, you know, a whole lot of them are back.
0: Yeah, I don't them. think she was actually there, though. I I believe I heard that that's actually some not used footage from Dark World or something like that. But right. She, but I think she
2: dubbed dubbed her voice for some of the scenes where she was in the background, you know, walking.
0: Maybe. maybe. Talking. I'm really curious about that, because when I saw her, I was I was shocked because yeah. she has distanced her, herself from this uh, from the franchise. Really, she's just done. You know, she's made it clear yep. that she's just done. And then yep. there's her face like they they set it up where it could have been something. Uh oh, I don't want to spoil Shazam, but they they set it up where it could have been something like we we just never see her. Like Rocket goes off to go get her and and then we just have Thor and his mom uh doing their thing. And and oh, then yeah. and then Rocket comes back. I'm done. Got it. You know? <laughs> but but that's where it's it easy had- to take previously shot footage and add in a CGI character yeah. like that's
2: Yeah. And have, having Thor's mom was fantastic. Because she, you know, gets her moment to shine. She, she was good, and what was it? Thor number two, right? The Dark World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now she gets like this purpose, and I mean, technically, it she may survive because this is now an alternate universe, right?
0: No, that's the weird thing. I, I don't think it is. Um, I, I mean, th- well, it's not an alternate universe for Thor.
2: But it's now an alternate universe for her because this didn't happen to her in that timeline.
0: Yeah, but that's – I don't think that that's the way they set things up here. This is where – I want to see it one more time because they set up rules for time travel and then they – I can't tell if they actually follow the rules or not. And then you have them yeah. kind of, they're giving a lot of interviews where they're talking about it. And there's a lot of articles popping up that I've been avoiding because I want to actually get to the movie again, see it again myself <laughs> and, and try and piece it together myself before I start d- diving into any kind of, you know, stuff. Because here, here's the thing. When I was, I was at a comic book convention once. No, it was a sci-fi convention, uh, in, in once, Indianapolis. Only once. I, I was at a sci-fi convention in Indianapolis and I got to do a panel on time travel and time travel stories because that was right as uh time flies was coming out Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: so they were talking about one of the people there asked the question like what's your favorite kind of time travel story and what i brought up was the saturday morning cartoon time travel story and that's what (laughs) you know where whatever you need to make the story work that you're telling that's Mm -hmm. the way you do it you know and and that's what's happening here i think um But it sounds like from what Hulk said, they aren't creating a new timeline. They aren't creating a new universe. They are not changing history when they go back and change history because that past already happened. But it's not the kind of thing where you go back in time and you can't change history because it's already happened. And so anything you do was already intended to happen and had to happen. You know, so you can't go back in time. Like there, there's the famous story where someone goes back in time to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. They go back in time, find Hitler's mother. There's a, a baby in the carriage. They take the baby away from the mother, and so they think that they have changed history. Well, what they find out is that uh, Hitler's mother then kidnapped another baby, stole right. another baby, and that's the baby that grew up to be Hitler. So like they went back in right. time, changed mm-hmm. things, but they didn't actually change anything because all they did was cause something to happen that was going to happen anyway, no matter what, because history is immutable. You can't change it. And, right. uh, and timepiece, the, my first comic book that I ever had published, uh, that move, that, that comic, it's history, it's still a classic history can't change. You know, that's, that's right. the whole point of that, that story is that you can't change history, but you can change the future. Right. Um, so Hulk seems to be saying that you go back in time, you do things that make a change and then you come to the future You will be able to affect the future from the point that you return to, but the past stuff, it doesn't matter. Then you have Tilda Swinton saying, but these stones are holding the fabric of reality together. And this is what I'm trying to piece together. She says that once you take the stones away, that's creating a branched universe. And so Hulk says, no, we'll bring them back and we'll put them back, I promise, and then Tilda Swinton says, oh, Dr. Strange said, okay, I mean, he's a jerk right now because it's still five years before he becomes Dr. Strange, but <laughs> he's the best of us in the future. And and so I'm going to give you the stone as long as you're actually promising you're going to bring it back. And so they bring the stones back to make sure history itself doesn't branch off into another reality, but they actually have changed history, but they haven't changed history. That's what – it just doesn't make sense. Thanos is in the future. Thanos from 2014 comes to 2023 or whatever it is and gets killed and doesn't get sent back to the past to do all the things that he did to make the reason for him, for them to actually cause it. just it. I need to see it again. I need to see it again. <laughs> yeah. I, I see it again. Well. OK, but but flip side, Saturday morning time travel, the time travel stuff that happens in this movie happens so perfectly with the emotional arcs that these characters are on. And so you have Thor talking to his mother, his mother and getting the hammer and reveal, realizing he is still worthy. The, all the depression that he's dealing with and all that stuff, the failure he's dealing with, he's still worthy. He can hold that hammer. He needs that. And, and, and then Tony Stark seeing his dad. So all of these emotional arcs that are happening with the time travel and Thanos coming and they have to fight him and kill him again. You know, these work perfectly for the plot. It's just the explanation of the time travel that I really want to go back and see. And it doesn't ruin the movie for me. It could, (laughs) it could, but it doesn't. So I
2: I read, I won't say it, but I read something, um, that the producers had said about something in the film had to do with time travel. And it just, it's like, (laughs)
0: I, well, I did I read could, one thing. I wish we
2: could talk about
0: it. <laughs> I did read one thing, and that was that they said that um, Steve went back and was in another reality. And now right. when he came back, he's back in this reality. And I just don't think the movie tells me that. Yeah, I've heard other people say like that. that. I've heard other people say it, but I don't think the movie tells me that. I but think he
2: can't, he can't go back to his this
0: reality. Well, that's just it. How did he get back to this reality? Maybe, maybe in that other reality, they built a machine for him so it could send him over to this reality so he could pass the shield on from that other side reality. I don't know, but I, yeah, the only way that works is if he hasn't returned the stones yet. He lives his life, gets old, then returns the stones. And, and that brings that branching reality back online with, with the prime reality. I guess that kind of works if he if he no, lives that Steve
1: Steve tells him that he returned the stones and then lived
0: his life. That's true. I, I just so my preferred interpretation of what happens with Steve Rogers is that he goes back in time after you know World War Two is done. He gets that dance with Peggy. He marries her and he lives his life in secret grows a mustache, and
2: joins a police force. He never, he never goes and rescues his friend that he knows is being mind, uh, mind washed no, and, and no. tortured
0: because, because this is the way history is working here for him. He can do that, but it's not going to change anything. He just, yeah, and,
1: and if he did that, it could change things. And so they might lose against Thanos.
0: Yeah. So he's following the rule where you don't, you don't, You don't meet yourself, you know, and so he's not even going and digging himself up, you know, or anything like that. He's just living life, helping people. And so at one point in time, you know, during during all this, one Steve is frozen and the other one is helping people under an assumed name with, you know, like I said, a mustache, a beard, uh, maybe working for a police force or a fire department or something like that where he's he's helping people using his his strength and powers but he's not on the forefront as an avenger. And, and all the
2: times we see Peggy yeah. She's uh lying or yes. faking? Yes, Yes, she's covering.
0: Yep. Yep. That's that's, that's my preferred. No, it's not horrible. <laughs> How is that horrible? No, she's so she goes and, and all we've seen from Peggy so he is going to her after her show is done. So her show is done from ABC. They canceled it. And Steve's like, okay, this is my chance. They've canceled the show. I'm going to come in here now. <laughs> and 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 they don't have to pay movie actor money for a TV show, you know, because it's all behind the scenes, right? So he goes to her after her show is done. That's when they get married. And then this whole time, then her story is that her husband was saved by captain america her husband was in the army and saved by captain america and i can't remember how many other details she actually gives but that's the story she gives and that's the one that they tape record her saying and it goes into the smithsonian and so steve rogers young steve rogers sees that and he's like oh okay good you know but this whole time then she's keeping it secret as he actually goes and approaches her says i'm a, i'm alive you know um she's like well that's good and then there's also another steve rogers back at home that she can't tell him about i don't think it's horrible i i think you know maybe is there better ways to do that than actually out and out bald-faced lying yeah there probably would be um
2: so living a lie is that's pretty much just okay <laughs> I, I i did <laughs> <laughs> it just seems horrible you know to, to curse this person who's in The the military to have to live out this, I mean, on top of all the other stuff that she has to deal with, with, you know, subterfuge and spying and all. And now she has to keep a secret husband and lie about it into all that other stuff. Okay,
0: it's a secret that he is Steve Rogers. But it's not a secret
2: that. But it's not a secret that she's married. Yeah.
0: Like he has a new name. He is. Maybe he even took the name Carter, you know, just so to make it easier when, when they get married, whatever. He's visible. People around her and her life, like when she goes to the Christmas party, the office Christmas party, he is right there on her arm as her plus one. He is hiding in plain sight under an assumed yeah. name and doing good things to help people still. Just not, you know, going out with the, the red, white and blue costume and the shield.
2: Why would he do anything? He wouldn't have to do anything because, because he can't help himself.
0: Was, yeah. That's in, in my. This is in my head. This is in my head. But if
2: he if he really couldn't help himself, then he would be saying, you know what? There's got to be something I can do for my best friend who's being mind washed and, and and brainwashed and tortured and all that stuff. Every single morning he wakes up to that fact.
0: He and might that's okay. he might wake up to think about that. I'm not saying it's okay. I am saying, you know, there's there's the whole time travel thing to think of where he has to be careful. Yep. And so for me, this works, it works He's, nicely. It clearly doesn't work for you, Steve. And, and I can understand the moral <laughs> quandary that you're bringing up, but, um, but it does work for me as this, the secret life that Steve Rogers is living, helping people without them even knowing who he is quietly in the background.
2: And I think that's what Steve Rogers, the character is about. His, his character wouldn't do that.
0: You know, his character wouldn't help people quietly and, and not, wear a bright-colored costume?
2: No, he wouldn't live a life of forcing other people to lie about him, etc. I mean, that's...
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why I said maybe the lying part should be figured out in a different way, but this this is... In my head, that's what happened during all those years, and then she dies, he realizes we're getting close to the time, and then... He takes the shield, which I don't know how he has a repaired shield. So that this does not fit my theory very well, but he walks there. He waits in the bushes until he sees his younger self go back in time. And then he just goes and sits down on the bench and waits for them to come to him.
1: Yeah, I'm, I agree with you, Ben. Um, speaking of agent Carter's show we have our first uh, TV mention nod in the movies, which is that Jarvis, uh, Howard Stark's Butler yeah, is in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause they're using, they're using Iron Man's version of Howard Stark instead of um, Captain America's Captain America. version of Howard Stark. And, and that, <laughs> honestly, Peggy Carter's version. Um, yeah. That's, what's also interesting is that, instead of going with the Howard Stark from Peggy Carter show where he actually acted on screen with this guy. Um, no Jarvis from the show comes to the movie. That was cool. That yeah, was fun. I liked it a lot. That was fun.
1: Uh, it was fun seeing the original Ant-Man helmet. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and, and Michael Douglas, right? Like, yeah, uh, it was fun seeing seventies era. Michael Douglas with seventies era hair. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was fun. Uh highlights for me were just watching it with my kids and and the other highlight for me was how emotional it was. Uh this this is a movie that had lots of twists and surprises and lots of emotional moments and inspiring moments too. Um I think probably the biggest highlight for me in the whole movie was when Captain America is the last one standing fighting against Thanos. And then he's not standing anymore. He's on the ground. He's broken his arm. He takes his shield and makes it and and pulls the straps to make it a splint and then stands up and is the one person standing as an army is approaching. Yeah. That's the best shot. That, that is just a beautiful, gorgeous visual moment that for me, tells me everything Steve Rogers is about. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, it's just wonderful. I loved it. And then all the stuff that happened after that with On Your Left, that was really cool. Um, The Hammer stuff was all really cool too. Uh, the The question I have, and this is something I've heard people talking about, is was Steve Rogers not worthy? And so he couldn't move it in Age of Ultron. And now he's suddenly done something to make himself worthy. Was he almost worthy or just close enough that he actually was worthy enough to make it move slightly? Um, and now just because it's different circumstances, he's he's able to just pick it up or uh, I have also heard the explanation that he was actually pretending that he couldn't move it so <laughs> that Thor didn't feel bad in Age of Ultron.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> the reason.
2: Uh, well, I think his, his worthiness hadn't been... Uh, Tested to the point of uh, having him and Thor both be worthy enough. So I think that's more in line with it.
0: I The one problem in my theater was that the, the audio was low, and so I couldn't hear all the dialogue.
1: Me too. And Me too. Uh, I had two negative things to say about it, and that was one.
0: And so with, with all the cheering, you couldn't hear all the dialogue. Huh. Probably if it had been at a louder volume uh, – still wouldn't have been able to hear all the dialogue with all the cheering um but that moment when he picks up that hammer and everyone's cheering you know i mean everyone around me is cheering except for me and i'm watching and thor cheers himself like thor cheers like that is awesome i couldn't tell what he said but i think it was something like yes i knew it
1: that's what he said
0: is it okay all right because that what a great reaction That it's not a jealousy thing. It's a you too, brother. Welcome to the club. All right. Yeah. So I yeah that was that was fun. So much fun in that moment. Yeah.
2: Now how could? What what do you guys think about how Thanos can hold the hammer?
0: Did he hold the
2: hammer? I think. Did he hold the hammer or did he hold uh, the Stormbreaker?
0: I don't think he held the hammer. I don't remember holding either of them, honestly. Yeah, I don't remember but... <laughs> him. Me neither.
2: I'd have to watch it again. What I think is... I heard someone mention it. It might have been in, a, in one of the comic books. I'm not sure.
0: Okay.
2: Well,
1: passing. Hulk, doesn't, in the comics, doesn't Hulk lift it just because he can?
0: Because
1: he's that strong?
0: I wouldn't be surprised, Hulk, but I, I don't know. Hulk
2: can't do it, no.
0: I don't know. I think in one comic
2: he does. He, he tried to do it in one of the movies, and he couldn't do it.
0: I know that in the comics, uh, Captain America does pick it up. Yes. Like, he, he's so clearly worthy. And,
2: but the and, only people that can pick it up that don't have to worry about the whole worthiness thing are usually people who have, like, cosmic abilities. Like, you know, the Celestials could easily pick it up because they have cosmic abilities far and above those of the Asgardians. So Odin, as powerful as he is... His enchantments are brushed aside by people with cosmic abilities. So, you know, when people like, you know, uh, Thanos, people like that, can do it. It's because their powers exist in a different um, context. It's a whole different
0: plane of uh, it's a whole different plane of power. Like it's right. It's beyond, yeah, mortal. It's beyond physical power, even. Right. Yeah. What I find interesting about the worthiness side of the hammer is in the comics, I can really accept it because it's literally just magic. You know, it's yeah. just here's an enchantment and what the words of the enchantment said, that's what it is. Because why? Because those are the words that were said. But with the movie and the MCUing of things where they're making it this more realistic and Asgard is just super scientific, you know, and any magic that's happening in Asgard is actually just scientific control of the physical universe that we can't understand, you know, or, or control ourselves. But there's because right. they're just so advanced. Their science is so advanced that it's like magic. And so Odin pronounces this blessing or, or enchantment or whatever on the on the, the hammer. And the hammer, through whatever this scientific principle is, is actually measuring morality or worthiness. Like, it's a really interesting thing once you start digging into this idea of Asgard magic is science that we don't understand. And yet worthiness is measured by the science.
1: And it's interesting because we now know exactly how the hammer is made. And it looks like they're just melting stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, but, you know, yeah, but there's there's the enchantment on it, though. Yeah. I mean, the enchantment (laughs) gets placed on it by Odin's words what's the science there? Like it's obviously a science we don't understand, you know, right. but, but it just fine. I find it interesting that this is a scientific measurement of, I don't know if morality brings into it, but you know, of worthiness, you know, because yeah. there, you know, Captain America is not perfect, but he's worthy, you know, and, and the same with Thor.
2: If you, if you somehow said, I am going to uh, find something on, on the human body say a fingerprint and the fingerprints to us are meaningless they you can tell who the person is by the fingerprint but that's all we can do so we know that the fingerprints have something to do with science but to us that's just what it means but what if the fingerprints themselves had something to do with worthiness and your fingerprints could be very similar to mine but if they're not mine then they're not mine then you won't be seen as me so the the magic is that it it fine tunes the like something like fingerprints. I'm not saying
1: exactly, yeah, yeah.
2: but that same thing that's in Thor is something that in other people can be molded to or or transformed from something that they're not to something that now they are. And so whatever it is in Steve Rogers, you know his quote unquote fingerprint or whatever it is was different then, but it was. Similar enough that he was able to move it because the thing was registering something, just not the thing. And then when it got to Endgame, that, you know, quote unquote fingerprint was now the same and had gone from that something to now it is just the same thing as the thing. And now he can do it and Thor can do it because they're able to do that. And when cosmic powers can override that same science, it's something in that cosmic being that says, I can look at your fingerprints, duplicate them, and then you know do whatever I need to do with, with, if that's the case, if that's your science. you know that type of thing I think is, is sort of going on. Yeah. And of course it's not really fingerprints.
0: No, no. It's spirit prints. yes. <laughs> it's, yeah uh, uh, I just for, for me as I'm thinking through it, The idea, you know, sin is a natural part of our universe. Like uh, the sin nature that we have is there's just as much of a law governing sin and governing um, repentance and governing forgiveness and governing um, salvation as there is governing gravity. You know, and so here you have this hammer that is getting into those things where it's scientific principles of the spiritual world mm-hmm. like i I just i don't know I, I haven't thought it through completely, but um there's 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 something interesting there I think if you really wanted to maybe i don't know make make a weak weak connection <laughs> but
2: <laughs> weak connections. Yep. to strangers uh, and aliens.
0: to do the callback yes but <laughs> um what else guys do you have that you would really like to make sure we we touch on as we try not to go 3 hours long in a podcast <laughs> but um but you'd like to touch on as we're talking about this movie.
2: I'd like to but say that either- the, the the two things that dropped my star rating down from a 5 was the language which was I mean for a movie that I'm bringing my kids to I don't want want all that language in there and i know yeah all the movies nowadays have that type of language and yeah if you're bringing your kids to it you sort of okay i i'm like i just don't want my comic books or comic material to have that type of language in it you know so having it and having you know even i mean you could almost excuse the the captain america stuff where you know steve uses some bad language. And then, you know, you can almost say it was indicative of changes in him that he didn't like. So when it came to the time for him to say, you know what, I can really just go back and hang out with, with Peggy for the, you know, in his alternate dimension or whatever. It made that choice sort of easy because it made him go back to a time where people didn't casually use that type of language. Um, but at the same time they didn't set that up they didn't say that that was the reason why you sort of have to you know make that connection if you want to make that connection in the meantime you're stuck with all this language you know and and my kids are are bombarded with it in school anyway and it's it's like you know my my son he's in uh fourth grade and on the school bus the the school bus driver plays the radio and if you've heard pop music radio at all in the last couple of years, there's filth on there. And he comes home and he's he's saying, you know, it's the kids are singing along to it. Kids are using bad language because they hear it in the in the music on the radio. And this is just that's just typical. We don't need it. It's a comic book, you know? So I didn't like that. And I don't know if we want to get into the whole thing about the the homosexual character but it just opens up another pandora's box where what are we going to have five years from now
0: well they're talking about more i mean they're they've they've danced around it having uh homosexual characters they've danced around it by having someone that could be but i mean maybe they are maybe they aren't but we didn't see them do anything on screen you know right right uh and And that's
1: mainly because of china is it really you think yeah because uh I think that's what everybody's saying. It's because uh, they won't play a movie in China that has homosexual characters in it. Uh, well, clearly, of Endgame
0: a sh- was a game changer there because right. it was huge in China, huge. Mm. Which is how they got to one point two billion in the first weekend or whatever it was. Um, was was that Chinese market? So yep. yeah. No, I mean that that character. At first, I was confused. I thought it was um, Mark Ruffalo. Like he was, looked look kind of Mark Ruffalo ish with the hair, but it's actually yeah. one of the directors who played yes. that character. And, um, you know, it was intentional. They, they did it on purpose. They, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were trying to make it the kind of thing where it's like, here's our first, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe character, um, which isn't true because there have been uh, characters on the TV uh, on on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And everyone knows um, the Netflix. TV doesn't count. I know everyone knows that. And I still am doing the podcast, even though until it does, um, that's true. It doesn't count until it does. Um, right. But it was the first in, in the movies uh, for sure, and it was clear like it wasn't. They weren't dancing around it, um, and and that's that's a trend. You know, that's just uh, I guess call the sign of the times, maybe. Um, but they are getting more and more where they are reflecting the culture around us and not worrying. About what anyone who is who disagrees says, you know, because it doesn't matter. This is big enough that no one's going to say anything. I mean, obviously, we're saying something here, but um, right. yeah, I I, I I wasn't surprised necessarily. Um, again, this is a movie by people who that's that's their worldview, and and it's going to be reflected in, in the art that they make. But it was. I, I don't know. I, I actually haven't talked about it with my kids. I, I don't know what they think about that. Mm.
1: There was only one moment in the movie that took me out of it, besides the volume in the theater being low, which was very annoying. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the uh, the giant uh, female Avengers assemble scene, <laughs> which kind of, I, yeah. which I would be all for. But it would just seem so forced. <laughs>
2: like, shoehorned right in there.
1: Like, like it, it is it is a callback to the scene in Infinity War with um, uh, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, and what's her name from Black Panther? Okoye.
0: Is, is that how you say yes. that? Okoye. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I like that scene. That seemed very natural where it's just the three awesome – Uh, female characters teaming up against the female bad guy that was great uh but this one it's like okay the battlefield's like a mile long and all of you are just in the same spot and you all have time to pose perfectly and and be like look really scary (laughs) so it's like okay like i know what you're trying to do you probably could have done it in a better way (laughs) that wasn't so uh cheesy but uh, that was that was the only uh, part that really took me out of it. I really liked how they used Captain Marvel in this because they had uh I like her and I they could have had her steal the show and I'm glad they didn't and I like what they had her do. Like they had her blow up the ship and then had a couple of cool moments fighting Thanos. Uh but then they they let the original guys uh take the take him down.
0: Well, right? and that's what this whole movie was. I mean, obviously yeah. uh this movie is about the original team mm-hmm. and, and what they do. It's about their arcs. It's about, you know, finishing those arcs and some, in a lot of cases, um, except for Thor, you know, cause yeah. <laughs> they all, they all get their great, like
1: on a new direction.
0: Yeah. They all get their send off, you know, and, and Thor's send off is I'm going to go be in another movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and,
1: which I did really like that that last moment with him and Star-Lord. That was very funny.
0: <laughs> so but what you get in this, of course in Infinity War you get the snap and the snap leaves our original team intact and it's all the new guys who go away. And then you come into this movie and it's all about the original team trying to get everyone back, not just the the new guys, but you know 2.5 billion people or whatever. Um but then it's them doing their stuff, doing their stuff, doing their stuff. Doing their stuff and then the new guys come in, save the day for a moment, in time for the old guys to to be the real heroes and and mm-hmm. and finish this this arc, finish this you know, twenty two movies or whatever out. Um, so I, I liked that. I, I really did like like you're saying where it's it's all about them coming in, them doing their thing, them uh, succeeding. But the new guys come in and help. Yeah. And and. You know they help just enough that it actually gives value to what they've done. Everyone does something of value to help bring down Thanos by the end of the movie. Uh, but again, it's the it's the old guys, it's the old guard who take him down and and destroy. And of course, it go, it all comes down to Tony. So um, I I wanted to bring one thing up, and and this is something I started exploring last night when I was talking to a friend at church, and just thinking through that as I started talking about these different Avengers and how they were responding to everything that happened uh, with the five years going by and the snap and everything. And mm-hmm. just thinking, I, I think we have a representation of, of the stage different stages of grief with each one of these characters <laughs> and the, the five stages yeah. of grief. They are not uh, it's not a progression of grief that you go through these are things that come up and go away and another one will come up maybe you know and it's not even necessarily something that everyone experiences all of them whenever they're dealing with grief but if you look at the characters you have these stages of grief are anger denial bargaining acceptance and i'm missing one anger no. denial bargaining acceptance and yeah
1: you're totally missing one well there's five but I, I don't know what it is yeah th- like that
0: oh man i'm gonna have to look it up but denial <laughs> um oh depression depression i didn't even have to look it up for the for the record um nice. but uh you you look at what all of them are going through You you have depression and that's you're looking at black widow and what she's doing where she's just just getting by she's throwing herself into her work but she's you know This is an emotional thing that has stopped her from being able to move forward. And then you have um, the bargaining. I think bargaining could – acceptance could also go to Steve, but I think bargaining goes to Steve. Where bargaining is where you are trying to change the situation to get it back to what it was and asking a lot of questions. And I think bargaining could also go to Tony Stark where he's asking all the what-if questions about what if Steve was there. This wouldn't have happened, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the bargaining goes to Steve, even though he's one who is helping people to accept it, because acceptance is where you say, okay, this has happened. You're acknowledging it, but you're moving forward. That's Hulk. He's accepted this and he's moving forward and he's actually in a much better place because of all these things that have happened and have pushed him to have to be in a better place. And so um, but Steve, he's helping people with through with the acceptance, but he's not accepting this. He's not accepting it. And he's the right. one that when Ant-Man comes with a plan, he's gonna let's go get Tony in on this. Let's go get Tony mm-hmm. in on this. So um then you have uh, denial, which I f- I think that, that would go to Thor, where he is just now just not acknowledging it at all. Not <laughs> you know, and don't even talk, don't even say the word Thanos. Um, he's playing his video games, eating his food and drinking his beer and just trying to stay drunk and, and trying to just completely not even accept that it's even a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and then you have, what was the last one again? (laughs) Acceptance, depression, denial, um, anger. Anger is Hawkeye. Yeah. Anger is Hawkeye, and so Tony can kind of fit into a couple different ones. I think denial might be one, or or a kind of denial, denial tinged uh, version of acceptance, where he is trying to move on. But um, I think it's, it's denial more, where he's trying to move on to try and recreate what he has, and 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 not lose what he has now. And 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 yeah. So anyway, I. These these arcs, though, that all of our main characters go on, they go to these great conclusions. I think almost all of them, except for maybe Thor. Although I love where Thor is in this movie. I, I love, you know, the, the dad bod, as we called it. But that was gross. <laughs> yeah. But it was – how many movies is he in where his shirt's off, he turns around, and there he is Yeah, in this yeah. – Perfect, just specimen of a human being, and this time he, <laughs> the shirts off, and he turns around and it's just, yeah. like it's just all out, you know. And
2: now I can finally cosplay as Thor. <laughs> Seriously, yeah,
0: yeah. I've seen the memes going around lately. I, I, you know, um, I, I, I've tried to have the body of a god, and now Thor has made it possible. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> nice. So, anyway, I mean, it's just, it's so. Okay, yeah, it's comic booky, and yes, there is some exaggeration, but it's also there is a lot of reality in that. As you're looking at Thor, where he's just throwing himself into anything but reality, and and he's not taking anything seriously as far as his job goes, where he's taking care of his people. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, I called two and a half of these endings with the, <laughs> two and a half. Yep. Um, I called that Steve would retire. I called that Tony would die. I mean, these aren't aren't groundbreaking revelations that I was able to call. But what I called with Thor at the end of this movie was that he was going to be set up as the king of Asgard and Mm -hmm. helping his people rebuild in Norway. What I didn't know was there's a five year snap thing where, you know, he starts the movie in that place. He doesn't end the movie in that place. I would have never guessed. Call that, huh? I would have never guessed that Thor was going to end the movie on the spaceship with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Never would have guessed that.
2: The weird thing is, I thought that the that there was going to be more of like a a time element where they could like pull people out of like time, and the alternate dimension thing would sort of be like more front and center and able for them to to access where, like, especially since Captain Marvel was, like, the new, you know, big, huge blockbuster that, you know, like, her alone couldn't, you know, uh, get to Thanos and do any major damage. But maybe, like, uh, she would, like, in the comic book, she turns into binary. And she becomes, like, this celestially powered, you know, being. And, I mean, right now she has a lot of huge power. But, you know, on par with Thanos, no, not yet. But then if, like, she melded with one of these other, you know, alternate universe people and then was able to, you know, to do something like that, I thought they, that they were going to go, go so, more.
0: So instead of going back in time and retrieving the stones, they're going back in time and retrieving, like, other versions of themselves?
2: Maybe I Other versions of themselves or, you know, in a pie in the sky type of thing, I was thinking, uh, here's, you know, easily you could pull in the Fantastic Four, you could pull in the uh, X-Men, you could pull in almost anything. I mean, you could, you know, put all new stuff in there. I mean, it doesn't matter um, what they put in. I mean, the people from the TV shows, everybody. I mean, it could have just been like, we're doing a send off, you know, and just everyone, you know, if, if, if no one else shows up in anything else, this is it. This is the end game for every single character if they don't show up in anything else.
0: Okay. <laughs> and I wanna I, I wanna put a pin in what you said about Fantastic Four because I have a Fantastic Four theory mm-hmm. because of the I don't wanna spoil it. But I,
2: I think I know your your theory. But something
0: that you. they said in a recent trailer, something they're doing, I'm wondering. Mm. I'm wondering
2: That would be neat then. Or did you hear? That what would be neat.
0: maybe What's, we could talk about it after the credits. We don't do the post-credit thing like we do on Welcome to Level Seven. But did um, you
2: hear what the, what someone said in the movie that alludes to something about something that has to do with the Fantastic Four, perhaps?
0: No, I didn't. What what was in the movie that alluded to that?
2: Remember, it was after the snap, after the five years. And Black Widow is, is talking with the holograms of oh. all the different people.
0: Yeah, I've heard people and say this. I don't think it's – but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Some, someone mentions that like underneath Africa, like something is happening to the what the tectonic plate or something like that. an earthquake. Yeah. So a lot of people think perhaps that's sort of like an Atlantis type of a thing. Of course, with Atlantis, you get Submariner. With Submariner, you get Egg Roll. The
1: Human Torch. <laughs>
2: Exactly. You get the Human Torch. And then the Human Torch gets uh, lost in the 40s and 50s and then resurfaces as a brand new character in a different team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep cuts with Steve.
0: <laughs> so I, I like what this movie says about just getting up and moving forward, though. I mean, they go backwards in time, obviously, but mm-hmm. where, you know, they're facing this horrible tragedy and it is all about, OK, we have to just pick us up. We need to keep moving forward. And and some of this is really poor reactions with Thor. But with Tony, you have he, he doesn't want to do anything to risk the life that he has. But then he realizes, you know, he's putting himself up against the lives of of how many other people and the loss of how many other people and and he does finally decide i'm going to go with this and i'm going to do everything i can not to lose my family well they lose him but um All right. but this this is the this is a man who starts out and he is creating weapons and he doesn't care about anyone except for himself and it ends where he's using his his scientific know-how to you know uh, to save (laughs) save honestly the universe you know like it's it's almost as big as that you know Mm -hmm. and 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 sacrifices himself and it is because he cares about and maybe you know pepper and morgan are just the 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 two primary things that he's he's working at saving here but he cares about others he cares about people and yeah, I there's growth there and that's all I was looking for. That's all I was hoping for was growth from Iron Man 1 to this movie and and it is there. And and I like that. I like that. I like seeing growth. I like seeing people change <laughs> and get better and
2: yeah, and the interesting thing is it's all about moving forward even the time travel concept Yes, because yes, they're going back in time and doing blah, blah 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 back in time, but it's all in the process of moving forward. So yeah, that's a great theme
0: because that's part of what Hulk says: is you know, even as they're they go in the past, but now the past is part of their future, so they can change it, but it's not going to change anything. And mm-hmm. I just want to see this again, so I can. Do they follow it? Do they follow what they're saying? And can I follow what they're saying? Yeah. Well. <laughs> will, will my brain follow what they're saying? Am I smart enough? Clearly a lot of thought went into it. but
2: Well, the, the thing is, they could be wrong. I mean, even subtly, if they could be 100% wrong. They uh, could be true. 1% wrong.
1: I'm actually going to see uh, it again tomorrow. Um, is that with...
0: why my family's babysitting for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered. Because uh,
1: my, wife, my wife hasn't seen it, and I want to get her to see it before uh, she gets spoiled. So
0: and you... she's... She's looking forward to it. You know what I'm probably going to see tomorrow? Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> by myself at 10:15 at night so that uh, so I my, may go
1: with you. I'll, I'll
0: I'll see. Well, if if you can, we'll make a road trip out of it. Um okay. but I have to I have to go late at night so my son, my 8-year-old doesn't know that I'm actually going to see it. <laughs> and, and that way because he's going to he as soon as he knows I, i've seen it he's going to be bugging me about it and i have to see it ahead of time because he's very sensitive to certain visual things and i need to make mm-hmm. sure um i've read the reviews it seems like uh content wise it's there doesn't seem to be many issues with it but i i just because he's sensitive to certain visuals of faces and, and creatures and that sort of thing i'm um The cartoon stuff doesn't bother him. Like he does not have bad dreams about Pokemon weird creatures, but he did have bad dreams about Power Ranger weird creatures, and those are physical, three dimensional, photographed stuff as opposed to, you know, the two dimensional cartoon stuff. And so now, uh, yeah, we're crossing a line here, you know, where it's yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably going to end up seeing this movie twice in. A weekend. Nice. Detective Pikachu. I'm going to be spending three hours with Detective Pikachu instead of three more hours with the Avengers, which is what I really want to do.
2: (laughs) But just think you'll be saving like one ticket price.
0: I actually have have two coupons for a free movie in my wallet that will probably get used when I take him. And then I have points for a free movie uh, in my app which I'll probably use for when I see it myself. So I don't know. Sweet. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm hedging my bets here. Like I'm, I don't know how many times I, I can't remember if I've talked with you about this, Evan, but I'm not only going to see this movie, I'm going to get the in jokes. Yeah. Cause I I have seen possibly in the triple digits number of Pokemon episodes now. Like, <laughs> I I'm gonna get the in jokes. I'm gonna know the characters. I'm gonna. What what happened? Like I I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask. Some for people
1: this. are born for Pokemon, Ben.
0: <laughs> and some people some... are thrust upon them.
1: Yes. <laughs> wow.
0: Oh, I am one who has had Pokemon thrust upon him. Yes. So.
1: So shall we shall we wrap up the in <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, game yeah. discussion?
0: I think so. I think so. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Just this this movie, I, it shouldn't exist, and it sh- certainly yeah. should not be as good as it was. And and it sh- on and on that note, I don't think it should be as emotionally satisfying as it was, but it really was. I, mm-hmm. I really found it emotionally satisfying and. and um you know to see these characters act like heroes and and do the these heroic things over and over again we didn't talk about scarlet not scarlet witch we didn't talk about her um but we didn't talk about black widow and and hawkeye and their whole battle
2: yeah what do you
0: guys think about that that whole sequence there
2: that was interesting because neither of them wanted the other one to die and that's why they were fighting you know, you never see that in a, well, I don't see that in movies. Uh, maybe it happens, but, <laughs> but it just, it, it just makes their characters pop because of this love. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you know, agape love that they have the best for each other and that they're not going to request anything back. It's just like this wonderful expression of, you know, a friend will lay down his life for their brother, even to the point Point of fighting the other person to, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to die first, using physical you know?
0: violence to stop the other person <laughs> from dying for you. Yeah, yes.
2: yes. The only time when I mean it's Peter in the garden,
0: it's, it's Peter in the garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will uh, not let you get taken to die, Jesus. But it, yeah, it is a love. That that'd be another interesting thing is to do like what I did with Jackie Brown and identify the four loves in this movie. Yeah,
2: because
0: there's. It's there. It's there. And when I say uh, with Jackie Brown, I wrote an article for a, a book. One of those books is like the spiritual stuff of this thing. And it's uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you finally sold some copies. I did. I did at that convention last year. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it, it is a great example of agape love. And it is a great example of brotherly love. And I guess sisterly love or whatever you want to say. But um, I was so glad, so glad that they didn't kiss because there was a moment there where I'm just like, I'm trained. You know, we are trained by cin- by cinema to when you have two characters standing that close to each other. And in the moment of a big emotional thing, they're going to kiss. They didn't. And they didn't because they're friends, you know, and he's doing all this because he wants his wife and his children back. And she's doing all this because she wants his wife and his children back. And it's, it's a, it was a great moment. And did you notice afterward that he had the, uh, the Widow Sting bracelet on? And, and he used, when he used that grappling hook from her wristband to escape from the aliens in the, in underneath the building when it collapsed. It's true. He did. But can you imagine what would have happened if the rope had broken and they both fell? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: how they should have done it. Yeah,
0: that's that's a how, how it should have ended, kind <laughs> then of thing would have right been there.
2: Two soul
1: stones yeah. to carry it <laughs> yeah. back. And then Red Skull is the one who has to bring the Soul Stone to save the universe.
0: Red Skull gets the Soul Stone. He shrugs, <laughs> like, "What do I do with this? I, I have learned my lesson. I am no longer slave to my hubris."
1: The Soul Stone has melted my heart of stone. <laughs> I'm doing a French accent. I can't do a German accent. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that, but hey, you carried it through to the end, though. Like you, you Thank committed. You, you committed yeah, nicely. Yeah, yeah. but. All right. Well, let's let's get some final words here, then. Final words.
2: Final words. My final words would be happy Mother's Day.
0: Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know if this will be edited in time for Mother's Day. We will see.
2: Happy next holiday.
0: That works. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Perfectly. That does
1: work. That works for every episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Evan, final words.
1: My final word. Oh, I'm never prepared. That's my final word. I'm never prepared for final words.
2: It's the only thing I'm prepared for. It's true. It's true.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And my final word is just thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for joining us with this discussion. And brief Spoilerish discussion because we're going to talk about the Far From Home trailer just briefly and what the Far From Home trailer that they most recently released means for the MCU in light of this Endgame movie as well. But if you've seen the trailer, go ahead and listen. I would say, though, you know, you don't need to watch this trailer for Far From yeah, Home. Don't watch it. Because they, they reveal a lot of things and it's stuff that, you know, I'm glad I watched it because then I can tell people. You don't. You don't need to see it. Um, You're already going to see it anyway. You know you are. You know, or you're not. You already know if you're not going to see it too. Yeah, because Tom Holland. Tom Holland comes on at the beginning of the trailer and says, you know, in his British accent, he's not using his affected American accent, but he's he's saying, um, don't watch this if you haven't seen Endgame. But he really should be saying, don't watch this if you haven't seen Endgame, or if you like to have a little bit of surprises in your movie.
1: Yeah. I wish I had unspoiled myself.
0: I just, I hope that the, all I can say is this, the villain is Mysterio and Mysterio is all about illusion and deception. And so the stuff that they're talking about in the trailer that might've been a spoiler could be lies. Yeah. He has set up as an illusion. Yeah. So we'll find out in about a month, July, July 2nd. So,
1: but then there's also comic books. And if you read the comic books, it's making a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, but I don't know what you mean by that. You can explain that after we play the uh, end credit music. I shall. All right. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. And this will be the first time I say this for this episode. Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David,
2: Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel.
0: We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You
1: can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com.
2: Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash
1: Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 37 And once again,
0: thanks for listening. Alright, you've been warned, the music has been played, even though it's not a spoiler organ, we gave you warning that the end credits was going to lead into this discussion about the Far From Home trailer, and let's start with you, Evan. Uh, what do you yes. mean by the comic books explain things? What you...
1: Alright, so, uh, if you're a fan of Ultimate Marvel comic books, which I am, uh, there is a Ultimate version of Mysterio, which Ultimate Peter Parker fights and eventually Miles Morales fights. And... They're fighting him, and eventually it's revealed that Ultimate Mysterio is not actually Ultimate Mysterio. It's 616 Mysterio, who has found a way to traverse dimensions and went to the Ultimate Universe to try to become a big, badder villain than he is in the 616 universe, which bridges the gap between the two universes and allows uh, 616 Peter Parker to come in over and meet Miles Morales. This is before Miles Morales was folded into the 616 continuity.
0: Oh, Interesting.
1: Hmm. Yes. So they could be so when they were saying that Mysterio is from another dimension, uh it it lines up very much with that uh comic book storyline. So very interesting.
0: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um and what I was saying was they do bring up the idea of multiverses in that trailer where they say this is a multiverse. <laughs> and and actually um in an interview with uh, Ellen on The Ellen Show, they showed a clip that actually mentions uh, other like universes by name. And hmm. and the MCU is name-checked as as 616, I think, which doesn't make Interesting. any sense. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> the comic book universe is 616. This is what we've been saying to help keep it separate is when we talk about comic <laughs> books on Welcome to Level 7 in the 616 universe. This is what happens, but over here in the number that I can never remember, MCU universe, um, yeah, and and so there's there's that. But the whole idea of multiverses is a very easy way for them to bring in the Fantastic Four. It is. And I kind of hope
1: they don't do it though.
0: Well, I, I I also hope that the Fantastic Four come naturally out of the MCU's universe yes. that exists as it is. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if at the end of spider-man far from home the post-credit is teasing fantastic four and it's a multiverse yeah. kind of situation
1: and i'd be okay with that i just love the fantastic four they're some of my favorite marvel characters i just want them and i want them done right so however you get them in there i don't care but i would like them to
2: come out naturally from the universe we already have yeah
0: yeah but I'd be I, okay. I agree it, i agree
1: you know
2: i don't want to get them yeah. I would really love to see the Fantastic Four done right, as if they're not crime fighters but adventurers. You know, explorers and, and scientists. Like yeah. yeah, and scientists. I, I I really think that the um, the one of the ways they might do it is you to realize that only one get of them, them through <laughs> the um, uh, the microverse or whatever it is that Ant Man is there. I forget the name of it. Yeah.
0: The, 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 the quantum, quantum realm.
2: realm. The quantum realm. Yeah, yeah because that that could be where Annihilus is and Blastar and, and people like that. So, you know, maybe the Fantastic Four come in there and Ant-Man is there at the same time. And then they team up and then they come back out in one re- reality or the other and maybe have to go back to the other one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, you know, so.
0: Well, that's and that, that, that adventurer could. thing is, is that – that's the core of it you know like you have this perfect team of the brain you have the thing who is you know the pilot and the guy who's getting them there you know and you have mm-hmm. uh human torch who's he is in some ways he's he's the protector he's the gunman you know and then you have yeah. sue who is in a lot of ways um, the heart of, of the the team and, and who is kind of providing guidance and moral right. guidance to the to the team and so in defense yeah yeah and and it's just the, the team the fantastic four is in theory a perfect team and in yeah. some ways it, it acts like that and in other times it, it doesn't and i just it, it's it's an ideal team it's an idealized perfect superhero yeah it just I, I love the fantastic four as well um when it's done right. When it's done well, I really love it. When it's yes. not done right, I don't know. I've got the Roger Corman Fantastic Four sitting on my shelf right there. I got this special edition that comes with a documentary about that movie. Have you ever seen that documentary, Evan? I don't
2: think I've seen no, it. I, I haven't. I think a part of it. Oh, my I've goodness. I've seen clips Evan. of it. Okay. I've seen
0: clips of it. Well, I've got it on Blu-ray so I can loan it to you. Like it, Okay. It's, yeah, this is not something that we have to rent now, but um, but it. Yeah, it that's not done well. And <laughs> and then you have the, the two movies, you know, from twentieth Century Fox from whenever. Yes. You know, and I just watched that. They aren't terrible. No,
1: the, the casting is excellent. Um, but the scripts are less so.
0: Well, it's just like I've always said where you I don't think the people writing the movie really believed in the characters, you know? Yeah. And, and Superman doesn't work for me when you have someone who doesn't believe that there is such a thing as good and heroism. Right. You know, and, and you need someone who believes in that stuff to write that stuff. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts about the multiverse and fantastic four and whatnot?
1: Who do you want the next big bad guy to be?
0: for um in general for the MCU?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think having Loki out there in one of those multiverses and knowing what he knows at that point in time I think I think we haven't seen the end of
0: Loki. No, we haven't. We're going to see an 8 episode series on Disney Plus.
2: Well, right, but starring Tom Hiddleston. I I don't know if that's going to address this specific point. I don't know when that is going to be set.
0: No one knows yeah. except that they've talked about it's going to be big and sprawling. Uh, And the the same with any of the other series. I mean we've – the MCU is moving to television. That's what's interesting is that the movie side of the MCU is moving to episodic storytelling and away from theaters. And then you've got the new wave of MCU characters that's going to be in – theaters and so it's it's interesting it's and interesting apparently we're doing. getting a she-hulk show what did you did you hear that no i well, have not
1: i heard it the other day i don't know if it was a reputable source but they said we're getting a she-hulk show and that mark ruffalo is involved
0: i have not mark heard Ruffalo's anything about that She-Hulk? well i'll look into it because that it makes me
1: it kind of sad that we were not going to get a she-hulk movie if we get to see She-Hulk show.
0: If it's a She-Hulk Disney Plus show, we're basically getting a really long movie, though. Yeah. Because it sounds like Disney Plus is doing the whole –
2: they're,
0: they're doing this big because yeah. they have money to burn. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> how do we true. spend all this money? I know. You know how <laughs> Avengers was only three hours? Let's do that. <laughs> Eight hours long, and let's do five of them. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. All right, guys, that's it then. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later. Adios. And of course, Godspeed.